0: RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. It's time for our political panel this Friday morning here at RCR Reality Check Radio. And in the house, um, Cam Stater is back. Hi, Cam. Hi, Paul. How are you? Mm. Good morning. Thank you. I'm good. Olivia Pearson.
1: Oh, good morning, Paul. Nice to be here again.
0: Nice to have you. And Marie Buskey in for Marty Gibson this morning. Hi, Marie.
2: Good morning. Good morning. How
0: are you? I'm good, thank you. We've got so many things to talk about. Let's rip into it. And we start kind of uh, with an international story that I'm sure many people have been following. And this is Nigel Farage really beating up NatWest Bank. Olivia, what do you make of this? Okay. They picked on the wrong guy, right? They, uh, they the wrong so guy.
1: did. I, didn't they just? What a great way of putting it. I was having the same thought. Um, so Dame Alison Rose, note the dame, she only got that recently. I think 2022 she got the Damehood. Um, has now admitted she's, of course, CEO of West Group, which owns all these banks. Um, she's now admitted that she is the source of that leak to the BBC reporter, um, and she has resigned. Um, she broke client confidentiality and is clearly unfit to be a CEO of NatWest Group. Um, Nigel Farage, I love the comment he made yesterday. He said in a tweet, he said, we bailed them out as a result of their greed and stupidity. And in return, they make vast profits like 35 billion quid a year. And we get repaid by bankers closing branches, um, eliminating ATMs, and not wanting customers whose businesses involve taking cash. Many thousands of people have their business accounts closed, and people write to me in absolute desperation. So she's gone. Farage has just, I think, done a really good uh, act for humanity here, because now he's said that he is going to take this on and defend all those, as he, he says, tens of thousands of people who have been debanked in the U.K., um, and what what else can matter? As he points out, if you don't have a bank, you're depersoned, um, as Lee Williams found out in New Zealand. Um so here's the other funny thing is that Dame Alice Rose was the first ever female CEO of Natwest, and she broke confidentiality of the customer's private banking information and political views fed it to the BBC reporter, and then tried to lie her way out of it when Farage stood up for himself very publicly. And as Jerry Hayes said to Jacob Rees-Mogg yesterday on GB News, the ethics of it, or lack of them, I mean, it's so disgraceful. These people are acting now without any ethics um, all round leaders all around the world. Ethics have died as a personal virtue, and it's just... Horrendous, but so great to see a win for Nigel Farage on this.
3: Well, what I think is funny about this whole thing is, they've uh, yet again the elites in the UK have underestimated not only the low rat cunning of Nigel Farage, but his resolve and his in, you know intestinal fortitude in the face of you know a, a despicable attack, really. Yep. And and what he did is just a brilliant case study of lining them up, setting them up and then taking them for a fall by drip feeding the information that he had. He already knew all this information Mm -hmm. and he just drip fed it so that he could get the denials. You know, and it's like, you know, a little bit like some of the stories that I've run in the past. You you never ask a question about something that you don't already know the answer to. And um, he set them up. Uh, brilliantly got them to lie then presented the evidence that they'd lied and then it all cascaded from there which, which led to a total destruction and a total vindication on his part for his his part and everything and it's it's a, a salient lesson that many politicians and elites forget and every now and then a Nigel Farage pops up and actually just smacks him in the throat
0: they should have seen that coming. Shouldn't they like? Oh, he must have the information. We best of face up right now.
1: <laughs> mean, they, we're, they were not dealing with a stupid man. It just shows you how stupid they are.
3: Well, that's <laughs> the it, thing it, is it, that he just lined them up, and they. Sh- you're right, Paul. He, they should have seen it coming. They should have said, if Farage is doing this and saying this, he must have the information. And it was just beautiful to watch. And I sat there when it first broke, and I thought, there's more to this. Right. And, Just and, right. the,
2: and the importance too the fact that in the UK they do have GB news. So there is a platform that will allow this to break. How many Ooh. stories like this in places even in this country don't get broken? Because yeah, there oh, isn't hundreds. a platform to. There, actually... There's nowhere
0: here for yeah. that to break. Always so, well, here. So but... that yes, just there, shows us. you
2: the yes. Yeah. This shows you the importance of creating alternative media like this Ooh. to actually make sure that the truth has at least a, a modicum of being able to get out there and people being able to hear it. And good on Farage. You know, I think he's uh, he's just to me. This is just more evidence and proof that we need more free
0: speech. We well need... Brexit would have been brilliant training for him.
2: Yeah. 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 I was
1: always angry at Farage for winning Brexit and then retiring from politics. On the one hand, you could, you know, I, I understand that he'd done just such an incredible service to Britain with that whole thing and he never really wanted to go into politics but found himself the man that needed to stand and he did successfully. But you always, I always knew that they were going to turn so nasty, nasty, nasty and it would be a hard thing to actually get through the whole eu parliament um and he took the sabbatical after that he rested on his laurels is what i'm trying to say and it was a great mistake
0: he might have needed a break though could have been exhausted
1: he did but it was it was uh, could you imagine winston churchill doing that oh you know got the guys back from dunkirk i'm just going to take a break
0: (laughs) yeah you know okay yeah what does it well, say about uh, this? Might be controversial, but I thought um, female CEOs would have a lot more empathy and care a lot more about. Why would you st-
2: think that, Paul?
0: Customers. Yeah, might... no.
2: To be a female CEO, you're is the exact opposite of having empathy. I think that you they have to be. You have to work so much harder to get. Because I'm thinking
0: of all the leaders, You know, there's. I, I can think of a whole lot of names, and it hasn't come off too well.
3: Oh no! You you, you see this everywhere. Um... But I'm not saying guys are any better, but, you know.
1: Those well, banks would have demanded a female CEO because it was all, you know.
0: ESG. Yeah,
1: ESG. ESG, diversity quotas. We need a woman at the helm. And this is where they land you. Just like the first act of female voters in US politics and history was the Volstead Act to ban all liquor. It was a desire. When you get women on a bloody social crusade, they're absolutely terrible in politics, actually.
3: I'm not going to say a word. No, I won't say anything more either. Well, I'll say it for you. More (laughs) men, less women. I'll give you two words that counteracts that. Margaret Thatcher.
1: Well, she was a freak, though. Yeah, you can have
3: outliers. It does happen.
1: And and she was very unusual. And look how she was so knifed by the lowest uh, moral midgets in the end. That's what happens. But But she um, still
3: held her head high.
1: She did. She was brilliant. Agreed on that one.
0: Are we done on Nigel Farage?
3: I don't think we'll ever be done on Nigel Farage, but let's move on.
0: Blinken coming to New Zealand. Let's not forget that Blinken was the guy who got the 51, well, there were 60 actually, but 51 so-called security experts from the security (laughs) um, community to sign off on uh, the hunter biden laptop being Russian Russian disinformation disinformation. just saying he was the guy
1: oh he's an awful um person i mean he's not a great secretary of state let's just say that but interesting i don't think new zealanders understand what any of this means i mean it's actually hard for any of us to get our head around because They are trying to insert America in there at the moment, and we are torn between a traditional ally that, let's face it, has done really good things for our country going back to the Second World War.
0: Long time ago now.
1: Or pit us against China, and that makes it, you know, really dangerous. There's a um, national peace network called World Beyond War, and they've done a big press release saying that Anthony Blinken's uh, visit to New Zealand is not old-fashioned sports diplomacy, as Nanaya Mahuta said, but actually um, it is quite sinister because it's uh, binding us closer to NATO um, in a way where they're extending NATO down into the, well, Indo-Pacific, which means us. Um, the Beyond Waters, uh, beyond, sorry, the World Beyond War co-founders um, they've got this global movement to abolish the institution of war itself. I mean, I think it's kind of stupid to call war an institution.
3: I mean- Wars are necessary and needed, you know, often.
1: Sadly, what, they like are. Like in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Well, but, but, no, but, they, but
3: you, we could never have removed Adolf Hitler without a war. We could never no. have defeated, um, you know, a tyranny in many, many instances without war. You can't just go and talk nicely to tyrants or dictators and tell them to quit. They don't do it. So sometimes you have to. But it shouldn't be a business model, though, should it? Well, no. But remember that we were warned about all of this. You know, when Eisenhower Mm. Eisenhower retired from being or um, finished his second stint as uh, as president, he said, "You know, we've got to be very careful that we don't allow this." You know, and. Military-industrial complex to take over this country, and lo and behold, that's what's happened. It's taken a few decades, but they've done it.
1: Absolutely, and the industrial aspect of that is um, the salient part, I think, because that's what we've seen with all this fascism, with big industry, um, media included, um, that is connected to the military um, ultimately, because they're the you know the state is the repository of force. But um,
0: so, but don't um, we have to be very careful here because the United States blew up the Nord Stream pipeline of their ally? Okay, so they did that to their their faithful ally. They're using Ukraine as a bat- as an outsourced battlefield, and you know hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians are dying, what well, for nothing because they're not going to win. We will, uh, we had an interview recently with a, a chap in and Sweden, who's a New Zealander, but he's a um, professor over there, saying, watch out, New Zealand. You could become a proxy battlefield at some point.
3: Yeah, was probably I, involving China.
2: Well, I was just about to say that, I mean, China have been infiltrating throughout the Pacific. I mean, Winston called this what, Eight years ago, when he put that billion dollars into the Pacific, and he was, uh, everybody jumped up and down and were like, "Why are you doing this, Winston? Why are you putting this money up there?" He was putting the money up there because if we he didn't if we didn't put the money up there as New Zealanders, the Chinese were coming in. You just need to go to any e. Pacific island and see the investment. I was in Tonga in January, and the first thing you see on the wharf is this this brand spanking new wharf. Uh, and, and a plaque saying, kindly donated by the People's Republic of China.
3: Oh dear. Well, you know, I'm from Fiji. I was born there. And um, I had a falling out with Bainu Marama over a number of years because of his, you know, really toadying to the Chinese. And, you know, it even got to the ludicrous extent where they were building this uh, massive new hotel and apartment complex. And they hadn't um, built the foundations properly, and the thing is literally leaning. And um, for a while there, it was all stopped. But presumably, there was uh, you know some large um, bribes paid, and then construction started again. But I, I would fully expect that building to fall down in ten years or so. But the the Chinese have been into Fiji big time, and that's the the main reason why I was supportive of. New Zealand and Australia ditching their sanctions against the Bainimarama government, because all we were doing was forcing Fiji to look elsewhere for assistance. And where they looked, it was straight into China. Mm-hmm. And the Chinese, you should see the embassy there, it is massive. You should see the, the hotels that are owned by the Chinese now in, in Fiji. They've um, been bowling over mangroves and Digging up things and they, they just seem to get away with everything. And it's just this insidious. Yeah, but who's cr- worse? Well, well, see,
0: so this is, this is the
1: thing. Well, that's is the world-
3: problem, isn't it? I mean, for yeah, we, these third problem. world countries that we. I we, mean, the
0: Americans we, aren't rocking up and building well, things. No, but BGNs, I mean, are they?
1: They, they, the world beyond war co founders, right? And I would like to see who wouldn't a world without without war i mean come on this hacking people up shooting each other to death bombing and what the ukraine is going through at the moment it's so ugly you know when you unleash the dogs of war you unleash something very barbaric in, in the heart and the actions of man and no one wants that but um you know these Raytheon
0: guys- want it Lockheed Martin wanted.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do. (laughs) But um, World Beyond War co-founders, Swanson and Hartzer, they they were saying that we need a global movement to abolish the institution of war itself, not just the war of the day. If war is to be abolished, then it must um, be taken off the table as a viable option, just as there is no such thing as good or necessary slavery there is no such thing as a good or necessary war; um, they're both abhorrent. But I it's go all
3: motherhood and apple pie and completely unrealistic, Olivia.
1: It's I know this, but 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 what if people are seeking to put us useless eaters back into slavery? Is a war to stop that a moral imperative? Not I would at say all.
2: I would say it is.
3: No, we still have um, we still have slavery. It's just called wages now. I mean, there's still shackles and manacles. See, I
2: I disagree with that, Cam. I wouldn't so call it wages. I. I would call it welfare. Well, yeah. well, well, it's just not. that's Marxism.
3: Wages is slavery. Well, it, it kinda is. If if you if you uh, like most New Zealanders are a payday away from bankruptcy. And so they keep on going to work. And it was exactly the reason why the vaccine mandates were so awful, right? Because they said to people, if you don't get this jab, you can't have your job. And if you don't have your job, you don't feed your family, you don't pay your mortgage, you don't pay your rent. And so you are a slave to the people who control the system because you're not free to make you know, The reason why I was able to say, sit, stand there and say, no, I'm not doing that it was, yes, I've got some principles, but I had the freedom of being able to choose because my lifestyle and my livelihood was not dependent on a vaccine or anything else that a government dreamed up. I mean, they could have said, um, you need to now have a, a digital bank account. In order to have a job.
1: Well, that's where they're going to get people into exactly. the slave system. and, and shouldn't
0: is, if you, if you've being oppressed to that level, in the end, war is the only thing you can do to fight back.
3: And
1: as Cam pointed out, it, it was morally right that Winston Churchill made war on Germany after he didn't start it; they did. Um, what well, well, Neville came, Chamberlain declared. He it, came, well, I mean, they came in because Poland was yep. invaded, right? So, and in the First World War is because Belgium was the British Empire twice have gone into a world war on the basis of defending an ally. You know, when they had a commitment, they meant it uh, to, to, to another nation state. And the two world wars proved that. I, I say that with venom only because I've had someone recently saying that Germany didn't start any of the wars, and I didn't, nearly died in. Of oh, shop. really? But that's actually quite a common Just ask view the Czechs now. what
3: they think about that.
1: Yeah, well, it's re- re- revisionist history.
3: And right? the Russians.
1: Going on. But here's the thing, though, with the, the China again, is that we're awfully compromised because of our position in trade, um, which is so huge for us and so irrelevant to China. Um, and, you know, we are living in venal times where everyone is viable. So we either choose between being allied to the United States in the hope that um, we get better leaders from the United States, like Trump again. We can't rely on that. Well, we're going to have to. We're going to have to. They don't buy
0: our milk powder.
1: Well, we can survive without. You know, why don't we keep our resources for our own people? Why don't we (laughs) start there? I don't think we can consume that much milk powder,
0: could we?
3: You're starting to sound like a New Zealand First supporter, Olivia. (laughs) New Zealand First. Well, well, people will accuse
1: us of autarky, won't they? Yeah. Um, but but sometimes autarky, when the shit hits the fan in the global sphere, you need to pull back to what your own country has on offer. And if that's autarky, I'm all for it.
3: Well, it's it's my default position. I'll defend with my life things that um you know that are dear to me and mine and everybody else can go hang. And that's kind of what I... I mean, I used to be a globalist. I used to think that world trade was the way out of this and way out of that, and if we trade mm. with China, we'll convince them of the merits of democracy and all of that. And, and you know, I've been woken up to that in the last three to four years or five years, might even be a bit longer, and I'm, I'm a nationalist now. I'm thinking about... New Zealand first. Mm. I'm thinking about what we should do here. And, I agree. Uh, yeah. a, and a good example of that, a classic example of that is that we're importing all of this dirty coal from Indonesia when we're sitting on Useful mountains coal. of of clean, much better coal, but we're not allowed to dig it up because we've got lunatics running the asylum. You know? Yeah, and,
0: self-loathing and, lunatics. Yeah,
3: Self-loathing l- lunatics that won't let us use our own God-given natural resources in this country to bet for the betterment of the people of New Zealand. And, you know, um, on the weekend, uh, there was a question asked of uh, of Winston Peters about um, talking about sovereign funds. And he was saying, well, you know, um, some of the Scandinavian, Norway in particular, uh, when they found the oil in the North Sea, if you look at how how uh, Scotland and, and the UK dealt with the oil royalties and how Norway dealt with the oil royalties, um, they're completely different. They and saved
0: everything, it, didn't they?
3: The Nor- Norwegians put it into a sovereign fund and they're yeah. sitting on trillions and trillions of dollars that's making their, the life of their citizens better. Well, we did the same thing as the UK did with our oil reserves that we've still got sitting there, yeah, and, plenty, there. and plenty more that are there there's no such thing as peak oil. There's plenty of it there, but no, we're not allowed to use it. And then all of the uh, oil that was, you know, used here or brought out, uh, ironically by the Muldoon government, um, has been squandered and wasted. And we don't have that sovereign fund that's that's giving us those royalties from having those those um, natural resources here. And it's 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 lunacy. And it's and, funny
1: though, isn't it, Cam? How Muldoon was so um, excoriated. He, the, he was derided,
3: those... attacked by the, you know, the left But he wing. was
1: right when he said Think Big. We should yeah. be able to provide well, for we got, ourselves. We've got physical
3: nation. stuff. Well, all of their electric cars that they all want us to drive are all powered by Think Big projects. Yeah. 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 Go, go figure.
0: And I think no, um, the average Norwegian citizen, because of that fund, is worth, I think, over $2 million US dollars, every exactly. single one of them.
1: Yep. Wow. Well, I'd rather have Think Big from an economic nationalist and Have think big from
3: globalist, exactly. humanist, think big from uh, globalist, just, trans-humanists. Means pouring, just, just means pouring yeah. money into Bill Gates's. Um, there's
0: a lot of things small yeah. going on, yeah. Okay, have we? Well, Blinken, it, I mean, not a nice guy, gotta say.
3: Well, I he's mean, a little rat faced weasel, really.
1: It's yeah. just like here, America, this government of Joe Biden's, right.
0: Well, they're falling over. How long do you think he'll last? I'm giving yeah, him he's a He's falling month. over. Not, not forced- very long. I say a month or two at the most.
1: I, I don't know about timing, but yeah, it's not. Well, he'll good, end up not but, being but, able but, to speak. But whoopee, we get Carmela. Woohoo.
0: No, they'll put the um, guy from Los Angeles in California. What's Gavin his name? Newsom. Yeah. Newsom. And, <laughs> and, and he'll come in as vice and then they'll do a switch.
3: From the Socialist Republic of California. Yeah, they've wanted yeah, they're, they're, to. He's doing so well there, isn't he? <laughs> he, he left his
0: heart in San well, Francisco. Well, it
3: can't
1: be Michelle Obama now Now that they've got trouble Michael Arthur's Vineyard. Yeah, Michael.
0: <laughs> what with the uh, poor the poor paddleboarder?
1: <laughs> anyway, we won't talk about that. We haven't Michael, got time.
0: Michael, big Mike. Let's move to Kitty Allen's car crash, and it's more than just a physical, well, it's almost a train wreck now, isn't it? It's wow.
3: a total train wreck, honestly, Look, <laughs> At, at a certain level, I feel sorry for her, but then, yeah, I do too. You know, I, I I feel sorry for her because I believe that she's been thrown under the bus by by the Hipkins um, ministry, by by his uh, people uh, in there, and it's a useful distraction from a whole lot of other things that are going wrong, as particularly David Parker, who's flexing his muscles over increasing taxes and things like that. But that that kind of sympathy for her situation kind of runs out when, you know, when she does a runner from the police after <laughs> the, yeah, they get the dog unit out to to track her down. Um, she, she's got a reputation around uh, Wellington of um, being a bit of a party girl. Um, she, Do you know it, who I am?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. This is the thing though, is that we, we're dealing with absolute mediocrities a place narcissistic
3: mediocrity.
1: Narcissistic mediocrities handed the um largest powers and biggest I've ministerial portfolios. I mean, for goodness sake, she was a justice minister. Justice is a great virtue. And a minister without that virtue ought not to exist. We don't expect perfection, just a strong measure of integrity, but that's too much to ask. But she said in her own words, I have failed, failed all those who put their trust and confidence in me. I've let my electric down, electorate down and my party down and all those who relied on me. Um, that, that's it. I mean, that is. she said that herself, and that is completely true. I would only add that she let the wider New Zealand public down for bringing such an important office like that of Justice Minister to such a low standard you know, a bit like the mayor of Wellington just recently did. These clowns trample the actual rank of what that office is. And that's the really awful part to me, because Mm. remember the old military instruction, you salute the rank and not the man. Yep. That used to be in play with politics in sunnier days also, but no longer. It's the rank that mattered because a person of integrity, would have been elevated to that rank. But now they're just clowns with mental health issues coming out their ears and one breakup, well, and they're running away from this. But see, dogs. that's
3: that's the thing that galls me the most, right? It, it, we all know people who have had, had issues with mental health. I mean, hell, I, I'll put my yeah. hand up and say I've suffered from depression and things like that. But there's a whole lot of personal responsibility that gets thrown out the window when we start making excuses and saying, oh, tuck, tut mental health. All this, and then the other thing that's so cringeworthy was the media bending over backwards Very to start this movie. this Wahini Maori, and there's so higher standards applied to them. And oh and dear, well come on, that's rubbish. I mean, go back to the Muldoon years when when you know um, they they had drunken ministers that were outed in the newspapers. Who and was things. that guy? Oh, look, I'm trying to remember it. At the, yeah, was the the it was the guy. Probably Playa. Rob Muldoon. Guy from Tauranga. Well, yeah. Muldoon used to drive drunk, and I know that for a fact. You know, and then there's the snap selection. The so, agitator is always brown. But 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 in this case, it's like, oh, okay. So Kiri Tapu Allen's Maori. She's a woman. She's she's a diversity. You know, LGBT yeah, alphabet person. Um, so oh no, that's okay. We can just you know mitigate her behaviour by saying she had too much pressure. That's you know why is she driving? It's they bullshit. Ministerial cars—they can be chauffeured well, driven well, anyway. Well, that's the other thing, right? Yeah, that's it, the other thing. That's yeah. the other thing is like, she, why didn't she have VIP transport? Why didn't she know how to use Uber? Every drunk um uh, trolley dolly around uh, Wellington knows you can get an Uber in Courtney Place for five bucks, to yeah, anywhere else. Yeah, you can get
1: an Uber, but the post yeah. can—they the post revealed that um, Ellen's. Um, chauffeur threatened to quit in 2021. Frustrated uh, with her
3: last-minute case, you know who that is right? too. I know who that is. That's her uncle, Alan... Ellen. Ellen. It's, it's her uncle. It's her uncle. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. So she, but she's had multiple complaints. She's got had yeah. multiple complaints of of uh, uh, bullying and and you know overbearing behavior. And you know if you talk to these people, like this, I learnt this very early on in my political career. My mother used to invite in the drivers of all the ministers and everyone that, that they would leave sitting out in the car, and she would say, "Like, come downstairs, get into the pool room, and have a uh, cup of tea. Have a cup of tea." And I'd go down there, and boy, did I learn a lot about that politicians. That was some great
0: stories, huh?
3: But they all said the same thing: they didn't like having labor in power because they treated the workers like them like rubbish.
1: It's always, it's always the. It is always the lower classes that treat other people in a role, a, a work role, shabbily.
2: Well, mm. so, okay, this is where I'm, I'm Sorry, I've been quietly sitting in the corner here. But I was going, the one, about to say,
0: Marie, Here come she on. comes.
2: Here she <laughs> comes.
0: Oh.
3: Here we go.
2: Okay, the thing with Kiri Tapu isn't one of the lower classes. Kiri Tapu is from the highest echelon of Māori elite. She has been indulged handed to. I don't think she's had no said to her a day in her life. She's breezed through school. She's breezed through university. She's been one of those, probably not a Chardonnay socialist, but she's probably been, you know, something else. She's She's been right at the thick of all this um, affluent student Marxist politics. She's been out and had funding to do whatever women fancy that she wants to do ideologically, which has gone and led her into politics. She has led an absolutely charmed life as far from any um, wahine Māori young woman in this country can live. Like yourself, for instance. (laughs) And so she would possibly be saying, oh, no, but I'm here to aspire young um, young women. This is the pressure. This is the cross that I have to bear. The reality of it is, is she's had absolutely everything handed to her on a Namu platter, and she's stuffed it up. So that's round privilege then, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, with with a side order of puhar, I can tell you. Well, that.
0: how come Chris Hipkin's <laughs> saying Electric she's puha. at the top of her game? He said she's at the top of her game. Well, it's not much of a game, then, is it? Well, that's the prime minister saying that.
3: Well, the guy's an idiot.
2: There's, a, I mean, there's a, there, there's those young, those young politicians have this air of um, elitism around them. Tori Farno fits into this category. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she has exercised similar behaviours, um, and then you look at uh, the ones that are slightly older, but the behaviour not bad. I mean, Portal Williams, mm, mecca, whoa, you know the, there is a an attitude. Uh, they're all from your area (laughs) what's going on there all coasties but they just I just get really frustrated with Kiritapu because she she had so much she had so much to offer there was so much there that she could have done and she she stuffed it up and sometimes you've just got to whether it be in business or in life when you've stuffed it up you've just got to put your hand up and say you've stuffed it up and you've just got to grit it out she's not done that and she's uh, she's I just think she's gone and created this perfect world around her. Everyone has pandered to her and she's gone and inflated herself. beyond. I would be worried for
0: her now. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'd be
2: worried for her. I I hope she heals her
1: broken heart. I hope she regains her health, happiness and her senses. She clearly took leave of them. Human beings can be very fragile when they're in pain, but we're now dealing with total mediocrities in office rather than the high moral fiber. And I guess that's the part I grieve for.
3: Well, Mm. I mean, that's the thing. What you said said there, Olivia, is is perfect because, you know, I went and um, picked up Jamie Lee Ross literally out of the mental unit at the hospital. And, um, you know, a broken man whose entire car crash was live on television pretty much apart yeah, from the, yeah. the train on the tracks but people said to me well why did you do that why did you go and help him the guy's a dick and all of this sort of stuff and I said well he was a mate before he was a dick and yeah, and, and you have to go and help your mates even because because who else can you rely like, on yeah
0: exactly no, no
3: and and,
1: right. and you know I mean the other thing I just want to say is that breakups are very painful some, for some more than others. Breakups can really, really undo you as a human being. Um, okay, you put yourself together, and, um, but, but love comes with the price. And when your world is invested in another person and that all comes to an end, it is very, very difficult. Um, I always have sympathy for people that are going through a breakup. But if it drags on and on and on and on and on, then it gets yeah. a bit painful.
3: Then, then they're the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody has has these issues that come up from time to time, and it's not the issue that defines you or the incident that defines you. It's how you handle the incident and the issue that defines you. And that's the problem here is what Kiri Tapu Allen has done is shown a lack of total, a total lack of individual responsibility. Um, and, you know, she's basically, when confronted, run for the hills literally in this case, uh, run from the hills from her mistakes. And uh, and she does need to front up to that and she does need to deal with that. And she's gonna have to deal with that in in the justice system now because that's how bad it's got. But it should never have gone that far. Uh, and in ironically the first she place.
0: she crashes into a vehicle right outside a what was it, a, a high justice
3: official or something like well, that. I, 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 I think there's more to come on that. Oh, okay. All right. So
1: she completely broke, didn't she? She broke. Oh, is she you... heading that way? No, I mean, she. No, no, I was there's just a... responding
0: to Cam's thing. More to oh. come. Was she heading that way? Uh, that
3: yeah, going that I think we're going to find for a particular out. Reason. That, yeah, I think we're going to find out that there's some connection there because it's, look, it's there's some rather cute things that have happened. Like there's the photograph um, of the car taken from the house. You've got. Uh, the video that was then published, uh, you know, uh, two days yep. ago, um, there's a connection there somewhere, you know, and if you look at the angle that the car's on and you listen to the explanation, it's almost impossible to see how the car ended up where it did. And so I think we're going to find out a bit more information about that. And we've and seen you wouldn't
0: this, leave it in the middle of the road, would you?
3: Well, she got out of it and ran away. Didn't
0: yeah, but I mean, that's a... Traffic hazard right there. Someone come around the corner. Where am
3: oh, I? well, that's the thing. Uh, mind you, it is Wellington. There's nobody around it. And that time.
0: Willie apparently called, was on the phone, and um do you think he said, Don't drive? Just don't um, drive.
1: Willie Jackson chiming in that way. He did, he reckoned it wouldn't have happened had he been in Wellington.
3: Oh, God, he's you know, so but, sanctimonious at times.
1: Oh, so sanctimonious.
3: But but here's the thing, you know, I guess there's a certain high profile radio presenter that won't be offering to drive Kerry Tapo Allen anytime soon. No. Okay. <laughs> and we can't say the name because, you know, name suppression, but
1: Well, I just All hope right. she gets okay. her gets her yeah. mojo. Oh, bad, I know. Yes, but I stays know out saying. of office.
0: It's easy to work that one out, by the way. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to Billy TK and Vinnie Eastwood. Upcoming appeal against their sentences for peacefully protesting, considering that guy who went crazy with the guns in Auckland downtown had done what he had done and and was at home with an ankle bracelet. So just saying.
1: Well, I mean, I you know, coming on the back of what just happened with Kerry Ellen, um, it's instructive because you know Vin- Vinny Eastwood and Billy Tikahika, Tikahika. Could you correct me on that one, Murray? <laughs> um, their their case comes up for appeal against sentencing on the morning of Monday, the thirty first of July. Um, There should be absolutely, mm, try not to swear, no question that these two men do not belong in jail. They do not belong in jail. Um, Guy Hatchard wrote last week, um, sorry, yesterday, or well, today. Last week we witnessed with horror the murder of individuals and the shooting of policemen in central Auckland. We now know that the perpetrator was under home detention for very violent offenses committed against his whānau. Um, during this detention, he was also allowed freedom to go and work and attend work. Um, contrast that with the current jail sentences against Mr. Eastwood and Mr. Tikahika for minor actions that do not involve any violence. I was at all those protests. I went to every single one through the lockdowns, and they were so mild and peaceful. I just cannot understand that anybody at those uh, is now facing a prison sentence. Because they want to
0: send a message, Olivia. Yeah, they want to send other, a message. Other
1: than because they want to make an example of them, and we should not put up with this.
3: Um, Look, I've got we, no, no truck with... Um, Billy TK or or even Vinnie, I've met Vinny Would never be times. They're just they look. They're, they're just people that are that are out there protesting against a a, a, a tyrannical government. But the way that yeah. they've been treated is akin to the same way that um, Brian Tamaki was treated. They were just prominent people that they decided they wanted to smack with a big stick. You know, can't we just move on from all of this stuff? Yeah, you know, they're, well, they're continuing to victimise people.
1: They um, have been treated worse than a person with an ankle bracelet on who strangled a girl. Yeah, has been treated. That's and and who was justice minister then? Was it Kerry Allen?
2: Yeah. Who came I, before? Well, there's been five of them, so you oh, know it's a yeah. it's a bit of potluck, really. Isn't yeah, so
1: it? no one will take responsibility, but it's just disgusting. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't agree with anything. You know, you know, I mean. They're on the same side with the freedom stuff, but they're not my teacup, so to speak. Billy, TK, and Vinnie Eastwood necessarily. But the point is that they haven't done anything mm. worthy of going to prison over, and that what are we just going to sit back and watch our flipping fellow citizens go to prison?
0: Well, for- what can we do? Well, you, you're I mean, really with we noisy. Complain about it here, but yeah. what can we actually do?
3: Well, you've you got to be careful too, because you're dealing with judges now. And they're really precious. And so if you criticise a judge in a particular way, you get the likes using the exact same example of this rat bag who shot two people because he, he got sacked from his job. Um if you criticise the judge, you get these hand wringing articles in the Herald saying, "Oh, it's terrible. They're victimising the judge." And well, they're, they're
0: siding. They're, they're siding, s- aren't they? Yeah, that, that's uh, the problem.
3: That's right. And but the judges themselves, if you criticise them and you do it in a strong way, and they get really upset about it, there'll be a morning tea at the Northern Club, and they'll work out how they're going to do you over for contempt. And there isn't a judge that you can go before that hasn't already agreed to the whole thing. Gosh. Okay.
1: Wow.
0: All right. Well, um, time is. Well,
1: uh, I mean, all to... I know is Billy TK has personally spent ninety-seven thousand dollars on legal costs. That
3: would cripple any of us.
0: Well, that's part of the strategy as well. You bleed them dry.
3: That's yeah. the penalty. That's the punishment. Yeah. The process is the punishment.
0: Lawfare, I think it's called.
3: Yes, yeah. I know. I've been a victim of it.
0: Okay, we've got a couple more subjects. Um, there's the just oil uh, or, or stop. Oh, can I do this one? Just Stop Oil. Let's be quick on that because we want to get to Crybaby Kate.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> these Just Stop Oil people, we've got them here in New Zealand. They go and sit on motorways. And Are these the and people and who
0: glue their hands to the road?
3: Glue their hands to the road and, and everything. Desecrate art. Like. Yeah, and yes. listen, look, they're doing it in the we'll UK. And that. and and in the UK, you do things like this and you get these splendid people who decide to um, create a counter-organisation so they've got Just Stop Oil. This counter-organisation is called Just Stop Pissing People Off. <laughs> and, uh, and and they dis- the name. Yeah, they've just start- decided that they're going to start doing to the Just Stop Oil people the same things that they're doing to the general public. And what they did is they kettled uh, some of these activists who were on one of their slow marches. What does and- kettled mean? Well, the police have a tactic in the UK called kettling, and they surround you and give you an exit, uh, uh, and so you end up like being the spout. Good, yeah, like a kettle. spout of a kettle, and you and you're surrounded by the kettle, and the only way out's through the spout. You go through the spout, and you end up where they want you to be. Yeah. So, so these
0: glued to so the road.
3: So these these new counter activists cr- kettled these people. And uh, and had them surrounded and uh, taken off the off the highway and uh, and and had this all for about thirty minutes. But the most spectacular one they did is that the the just stop oil people had a, a big lunch at the heritage centre in in Bow in East London and they infiltrated it and released these uh, balloons with helium in them. But attached to each balloon was a, a one of those panic alarms that they that mostly women carry in their purses and things like that. And, and the place that they had it just got this enormous vaulted roof in the building. And so these helium balloons with these piercing sirens oh, all, they, f- <laughs> all floated up into I the saw that. That, <laughs> Stuck on yeah. the roof. Yeah, <laughs> stuck that on the ceiling and drowned out these Luddites, really, these fools that are you know, running around with plastic signs, do they ever stop to think that their signs were made um? Well, no, because oil? they're in a zombie state. I've seen the yeah. videos.
0: Yeah. I've seen the videos and they're in a zombie state. Yeah. And particularly the older women. There are quite a few older women in these um, protest groups. Sorry to go back to that. But they, they, they walk along like they're, you know, they've been hypnotized.
2: It's mass formation. Yeah. It's another form of mass formation. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gotten worse since the end of the pandemic because uh, the way to cure people of one mass is to give them another. Oh, so this is why, this, to the,
0: to the next so one. they've
2: gone and transferred a lot of these feelings oh, okay. into this new mass, which is why these climate nutballs have come up out of the woodwork because that's where a lot of the ones where do where do all the COVID activists and COVIDians go now that the
3: you know most people are over COVID. Well, they've told us where they're going. They they want to have lockdowns. And uh, and these sorts of things to help um, arrest climate change. They've said it out loud. Yeah, sort of... yeah.
1: Susie Wiles said um, what she called it soft power, didn't she? That COVID was soft power.
3: It's about um, rich coming from here. She's pretty soft.
1: Well, I mean, you know, the the idea of using soft power on us in order for us to be ushered into is she an expert power on over... now? Climate change. Well, that's they're all part of the whole. Because it team. was endo-
0: you know, endometriosis liver, last so. week. We're on to climate now with her. She should just <laughs> really? stick to glowing plankton. Woman's a genius. Oh
2: no, well that's okay. If Susie needs needs a new cause, actually, Kitty's single now, so maybe we could set them up. Matchmaker.
0: I've no, seen no, her with a guy married. in the supermarket, though. I don't
3: think. No, Susie's married.
2: Ah, uh, well, that means nothing these he's days. A oh, true. A man, he's a skinny bloke. He,
3: he's a skinny bloke with a man bun.
0: I saw him pushing oh, the trolley in course. the supermarket. Of course he was. She was doing the shopping.
3: Of course,
1: but these oil protesters, uh, stop! Oil protesters. Seriously, I really mean this. When they go in and desecrate art, great works of art, I just that just makes me so insane with rage. I just can't believe they get away with that. Well, that's
0: the mass formation kind of Mm -hmm. thing again, isn't
3: it? The ends justifies the means, Marxist. Someone's going to have
0: a go at them at some point.
3: Although they already are. In Australia, they're doing it. And, uh, you know, there's a brilliant video that was uh, posted la- last week of um, these women that were sitting on, on the road and doing their you know, blocking the road. And then along comes this uh, woman truck driver, and she just gets out of her truck, and she walks over to the first woman who's there and grabs her by her hair <laughs> and and just drags her out of out of the way. How delicious. And then, and then gave her a clip on the way through as well and then gets back in her truck and drives off.
1: Yeah. Well, remember yeah. that woman that was trying to get her mother, I think, to the doctor? This is in London. And she touched them with her Range Rover. She actually, you know, I'll run over you. I'll run over you. And she did actually touch it with her. She got done, of course. Yeah. There are people that have invented many times energy that doesn't need oil I, I'm happy for oil to die if we get something else I got like, no problem worked. with
0: oil no yeah, problem with oil at but, all. but
1: they're not letting those inventions uh go through to
0: actually being pr- produced
3: um and
0: perfectly natural substance right my,
3: my my view on climate change is that I think that everybody in New Zealand should have the right to be able to grow pineapples and mangoes in their back garden, even in Invercargill. So I think we should have more global warming.
0: I actually interviewed someone about that uh, a while ago, and it, it is possible. All right, we're, we're short on time. Um, are we here now? This is uh, Crybaby Kate. Is this the spin-off piece?
2: This is the spin-off piece, yeah. Okay, uh, Marie. Oh, Kate, 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 Kate. Kate Hannah from the Disinformation Project, a, which I have said on- ringer. You No. I have said on record that she's the only woman I know who's got the grandstand view of the inside of her own anus. She (laughs) is somebody who... I like it. (laughs) He has gone and she has written this piece essentially, and actually some of the piece I agree with. Shocker. Uh, And it's around, again, speaking out about the silencing of women, which is something that in counterculture I spend a lot of time talking about, the silencing and the erasure of women. So... I saw this headline and thought, "Oh, actually, maybe we might find some common ground. Uh, I fear not. Uh, essentially, the entire piece is around, it is setting it up days out from the consultation period for the online censorship laws, which closes off in a few days. And I think this has been quite deliberately put out as a justification a soft justification of why those, you know, she wants those laws. We know along
0: with the RNZ series, just saying.
2: Yes, exactly. So uh, so there are articles, uh, a piece of paragraph in here. Women have told me they've refused to speak, uh, refused speaking requests, TV requests. And as harassment always has spiked, if you've been in the news, there is a critical need to understand the growing use of technology to stalk, threaten, hack, and ultimately silence
3: high profile women. Well, they tried to do that to me with Nikki Hager's dirty politics. It, yeah. Well, I not a woman. Have
2: you got tits, Cam? <laughs> no, I know, but yeah, I thing-
3: have. Used to moves, moves. So moves. she's
2: so the entire piece is literally a Crimea River of that being mean to me online. Well, that's what the RNZ series mm, was. First yeah, episode yeah.
0: was all about politicians feel feeling insecure. <laughs> well, yeah. they and, they and you yeah. know what?
2: Yeah. I just I have to admit I this gets makes my blood boil because I have been on the receiving end of of all of this. And in terms of, she's sitting there saying, well,
3: that's because you're a mad knitter, Marie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's a
2: whole nother story for a whole nother time, (laughs) but she is, she's ringing the bell essentially that she is, she's a, she's someone who's spent all her time playing with matches out in the public sphere. And now that she's been burned and she's not liking it coming back the other way. I've been out there. I've been done that. I've had people rail down on me. And I can tell you right now, she's claiming it's a misogynist movement. Misogynist no, might ask. Women. It's women, women that do it. It's yeah. women that do it to other women. And they've always been doing it to other women. Mm-hmm. And she is. she's not liking it. She's feeling it. She's Everything that she's done here, she's encouraged herself. At the end of the day, she's the architect of this design. She's gone mm. and created this framework and people are now starting to rail back and push back against it. They've had well, enough. They're sick and tired of playing the sick hunger games that her and her little elitist buddies have set up. The tributes have turned around. They go, no, we're not playing by these rules anymore. And and she's she's not liking it. She's not liking it. Do you really um,
0: think she's not liking it or she kind of perversely enjoys it because it keeps her relevance level of relevance
3: goes. It's a level you know. of narcissism. There is it, a
2: level of narcissism. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, and she's so sitting glowing. there. No, and she's sitting there complaining about all her little buddies. Like she cites Jacinda, she cites Susie, uh, herself, all these other journalists, these unnamed sources, and it is so awful they're having to self-censor. Well, maybe and they I shouldn't sit-
3: be tyrants and bastards. Well, and, I'm sitting there you know- and I yeah. think
2: to myself, well, what about people like Katie Hopkins? What about people like Naomi Wolf? What, what about, about people like Ian Hirsi Ali, you know, who still <laughs> to <just laughs> have bodyguards? You know, Barry Weiss. There's lists
3: and lists and lists Barry Weiss? But it's not Barry just women. Weiss. But it's not just women. Like, go and have a look Rosie at Parker. the people. Go and have a look at the people who reply to my, some of my tweets or X's or whatever they Oh, they're, they're really
1: nasty, Cam. I, I know they, they are.
3: They go trolling through history and finding a picture of me getting knocked out by a professional sportsman, Jesse Ryder, in a charity boxing event, and they post it there saying, is this you? Is this you? Yes, it was me. I raised $15,000 for kids, Cam, by getting my face punched in by Jesse Ryder. What, what did we, you ever do? What yeah. did you ever do? And then another one, is this a picture of you? you you're fat. You could lose weight. You haven't dodged any. Not anymore. Big... No, exactly. But this is what they do. And you don't hear me carping and whining no. about it. After that little rat face, get... Nikki Hager wrote a, a, a complete conspiracy theory filled book about a whole lot of stuff. I was vilified in public. I had you know media camped on my doorstep. Did I moan about it? No. What I was about when you and... had
1: your stroke and Phil
3: Gifford got on the radio and went to town? Yeah, went to town and and hoped that it hurt and a whole lot of other. He mm. said you and, deserved it. Said that's I deserved tough. it. It's just a nasty, nasty and man. I mean,
2: but that's someone at your level, Cam. I mean, I'm I'm not even there. I'm I'm a knitting lady. Who has a yeah, has a video you see on that damage, and channel, that's right? that? Suspect and Albert itself. I've right? even had it in terms of cancellation. I've had Instagram profiles uh, completely set up entirely to try and destroy me. Wow. I've got a police file, I, a police file number, I've been to NetSafe. I've got for this prep today, I actually thought I have a file that I keep of all the abuse. That has been sent, and I I don't look at it it for me years ago (laughs)
3: because I don't have a spare warehouse to keep it all. No,
2: well, so I had cast my eye through it. I haven't looked at it for a long, long time, and I just looked at it and I thought, oh, really? And 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 to me, it just puts this piece, this crybaby piece from Kate Hannah. And I look at this and I think, you know, darling, Winston Churchill once said, "Fear is a reaction." Courage is a decision. She's reacting on fear. And you know what? She needs to just put a big girl pants on and start finding some courage because that's what the rest of us in, in New Zealand do. But obviously she lives in Aotearoa and she likes to cry about it. Well, what do you years, think the future
0: so. is for uh, She's people. in an
2: ivory tower.
1: What, what's no, the future
0: cool? for people like her? And, well, what, you know, what, what well, where are they going to end up? I and mean, Where's it going to wash up for these people?
3: Well, what she's doing really is just crying a river of liberal tears so that she can put that into that little hand basin so she can rinse her hands of all and the purify guilt and, and purify, purify herself. You know, yes. it's just bollocks. Where well, are they going to end up? They'll end up where they deserve to be ended up, end up when their funding is cut. Is cut. Yeah. The Auckland University needs to come clean on who's funding them. But this is all about keeping funding going, isn't it? It's all about keeping funding
2: going because she does all of this in order, and then they pull out those softball uh, RFPs, so then people like them can keep going. And the reality of it is, is that they. They just love all of this. They want these online censorship laws to go through. Mm. It's really, really important. Everybody out there, if you haven't put a proposal in, we've made it easy. Go to defendfreespeech.co.nz. You've got until the 31st to, uh, to do it. We need to actually show them that with that is not on because if that goes through... These sorts of conversations won't be able to happen. No, conversations no. like Nigel Farage and the debate won't be able to happen. See, that's is, the, that's the reason why
3: I keep harping on about why we need to have big, big brother, big sister. Yeah, why we need to have a cantankerous scallywag and a rascal put back into Parliament because that guy keeps lists of names um, for people who deserve utu, and Kate Hanna should be on those lists along with most of the media for the you know for their public interest journalism fund. Um, Excesses that, you know, there needs to be a media U2 and a disinformation project U2 list so that when they get in there, say, no, no, we're not funding that. No, sorry, you need another job. Goodbye. See you later. Mike McAlways, the police um, from the Firearms Safety Authority, he should be high on the list. SFO, put them on there as well. But
1: Where was Kate Hannah when um, we had to experience absolutely off the charts hate directed at people who refused to violate their own autonomy? That was all right,
2: yes, yeah, so because I'm... we were purveyors of mis and disinformation. Yeah, but well,
1: they Olivia... called us, they called us murderers. Well, they, Olivia, they, remember they made they... lockdowns our fault, and We've they
0: had say had genocide quite we a bit too.
3: But remember, yeah, yeah. Olivia, you were othered, you were boycotted, you were blacklisted. Yeah, And Kat, where was Kate Hannah then when that I, was happening to you? She was probably cheering it on and holding a picture. She would have been us.
1: cheering it on. And the worst thing is when I got all those death threats and had to get a detective to come to the apartment to wade wow. through my computer and all that stuff, um,
2: the worst comments
1: were from women, you know.
2: always from women. I mean... Ooh. You know, I've been called everything under the sun. My particular favorite was homophobic because that just cracked me up because my best friend is gay and he th- thought that was hilarious. But they, it was all women. 99% of the people that threw abuse at me were all women. And these are women who are all in this cult of social justice. And I tell you what, the line between ally and asshole is absolutely wafer freaking thin.
1: Mm, yeah. Can I just do a Kate Hannah impression? Because sure. the way she speaks just irritates me so much. Let's hear Tell it. me how good this is. Um, hello, I'm a very intelligent, credentialed expert on white supremacism and the far right and the alt-right. They, like, she affects this gay man's speech. Well,
3: like maybe she is a gay what, man. Possibly. I mean, or
1: maybe it's the other way around. Gaze it, but this, I'm an ex special on the alt right. It's just, yeah, the it, weirdest, it kind of
0: sounds like her. Yep. yep. Super
1: affectatious. And, um, but it's like that. Um, well, that's, um, San, for
0: a, that's for a reason, too. That's
3: it's that Sanjay Mad as a Hatter or whatever his name is. Yeah, where um, did he come uh, from? Well, he was, he's a Tamil tiger. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah,
0: what well, does he know about New Zealand? Sorry. No, no that but
3: that. he knows plenty about terrorism and violence and all that, from Sri Lanka. That's where he's from. Yeah, He came yeah. here and now he's saying, oh, this. Wasn't terrible.
0: he like an alternative news reporter there? Yeah. But I think he was, know all about.
1: He's actually very nasty, that guy. Yes. He's super nasty. And that's, they are, you know, there's no let and, live, let, let and let live with these people. They're not going to leave us alone to just get on with our lives and try and so make we, our so, way.
3: See, so we just snigger at them and go, okay, mate. <laughs> Oh, all right. Okay. You oh, see, so, you know, that's like, very
1: alt right. You know, alt-right. but we just
3: snigger at them and they go on about oh, white supremacists. You know, I've been involved in politics for a long time in New Zealand and I have never met a white supremacist that, and if I had met somebody with out their kind of views, you just point at them and do the old Simpsons thing, you know, ha ha, ha ha, you're a dick, go away. Yeah. But, you know, but but
1: but but it's but it's it gets construed
3: really. There'd be twelve Nazis in the whole of New Zealand. They all live in Christchurch and we're, you know live no, but, in a in a squalid flat. No, but here's, and no, we're but here's black the things.
1: thing, Cam is like to make this distinction is that white culture was a superior culture. The Anglo-Saxon world gave us Christianity, freedoms. It was the seedbed that liberty fell on in the jet America. Engine. You know, that was white culture that gave us that, and it was superior, far more superior than living in blimmin' Afghanistan, I can tell you that. But, so there's a truth in that, right? But what it's been spun at, now that we're in the dying days of democracy, um, very liberal democracy, um, anybody that loves their culture and happens to be white gets called a white supremacist. And that playing with the language and, and marking you out in that way is so insidious.
3: Look, it's the Goebbels playbook. You find a a, a sector of society, you demonize them, you label them, you demean them, then you start passing laws against them, then you start controlling what they can do, where they can go, who they can associate with, what businesses they can own, and eventually you um, put them in trains and you march them off to the death camps. It's a very deliberate process. It's been proven over and over and over again. It was done in Africa with the the Hutu and the Tutsi, in, you know, in Rwanda. Mm. Exactly the same tactics. And we saw that exact, it's almost like Jacinda Ardern said, well, I need some ideas about how we can control the population. Oh, just go to the library, Goebbels, Joseph Goebbels. Oh, yes, here it is. Here's the book. Yeah, well, yeah, well, well
1: actually, they, they consulted Klaus Schwab. And, and women uh, are had had the sharp
0: end of the Russian spear. Manual. Women, look who did the um the Paula Penfold. Okay, she's <sighs> she did that thing. Susie Ferguson. Okay, she does that. That's exactly the same. Because kind of you're April. Well, I just wonder. It's supposed to be so such a better world with all of this, but they're the tip of the spear. Kate Hannah goes Susie on. Susie Wilde. There's on. too
1: many women in political crusades. There's too many women. I Probably tell you, they they don't that. think objectively. They don't think long term, they think emotionally through a very uh, strange female. And as
0: Jordan Peterson says, reputational damage means. is their number one thing. And that's probably why well, all there, the abuse. There, that there you, is a this, reason that the
1: successful world was one but run by men. Women found a productive role in the world that men gave us. That's the truth. And Camille Paglia has said that till she's coming, till it's coming out her ears. We women found a productive role because men had made such a great civilization for us to come out of our homes and have washing machines and <laughs> dryers and fancy things to go out and be able to have nice jobs.
3: Yeah, well, it all. Know, but, it, but women it all, never
1: give that credence. Uh, it all men. started
3: to go downhill, didn't it, Olivia, when we gave women the vote?
1: I, I actually do agree with that. But, you know, you were never going to have the modern world any other way.
3: No.
0: All right, I think we're we're done for time and that's a good place to end it before we get lined up lined up and shot by someone. Um and that's not an invitation by the way.
3: Our over ladies uh, will 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 have stern words.
1: But 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 yeah. look at that. Women are great with um community organization and all the rest of it. Um but what I'm talking about is these these things that 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 seek to have power over people in politics. When, um, like the CEO of that NatWest bank that did that to Nigel Farage, she is not an objective thinker. No. You know, she had an emotional reaction on the guy's politics and then sought to take his bank. Well, was happy for his bank accounts to be taken away. That is. Um, and happy appalling.
0: to talk about it with anyone.
3: If you, you know, it's interesting, Olivia, you say that. You know, if you ask a policeman or police person, or a police officer, if you ask a police officer who's the most vicious and nasty, Fighters and users of violence. Are. they won't say gang members. They'll say women. And if you've ever seen um, a, a few drunk Sheila's having a fight, you know who uh, I am. in the street. In the street, uh, it's nasty. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, just broken a few vicious. up in my time
0: in nightclubs.
1: I remember. Yeah. Um. Um. Who wrote Once for Warriors? Alan Duff.
0: Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There was a he, documentary.
1: Okay. Yeah. He he said the same thing that the. The, the the visual aspect of women women brawling was just so disgusting growing up that it was it's just so undignified you sort of expected it from men but to see women doing it was just so bad It's left a scar on him
0: okay let's uh, leave our political panel right there for this Friday morning really interesting lot covered thank you uh, so much for Marie for coming in. Really appreciate that.
2: Oh, you're most welcome. The big fella will be back next week. Yeah, good to have you with me, Marie.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: And um, good to see you too, Olivia. Thank um, you, Paul. Interesting uh, finishing up words there. And uh, Cam (laughs) Slater. Thank you, Cam.
3: No problem. Thank you, Paul, for having me this morning. And uh, as always, I've enjoyed it.
0: Cool. Let's do it next Friday. RCR
3: with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.